This episode is sponsored by Lendex and Tangleswap. Lendex is a decentralized IOTA-based multi-cross-chain decentralized application and lending protocol. This is IOTA's lending and stablecoin. And about Tangleswap, well, whether you are looking for a world-class decentralized exchange or simply want to make the most out of your tokens by staking, liquidity farming or investing, Tangleswap puts the whole universe of DeFi at your fingertips. Three, two, one. Welcome, to the welcome back guys to a new episode and welcome JD and Linus to the podcast. Uh, we are going to do uh, talk a little bit about the Tangle Community Treasury and these are some of the people that are representing that treasury. Welcome to the podcast guys. Hey, thank you hey, for Thomas. having me. Hey everybody. So, Linus, you've been here before. Um, we know this, your story. Um, what about you, JD? How did you get into the crypto space and IOTA? Sure. Um, yeah, so I think it was 2015. Um, of all people, my mother. <laughs> my mother uh, had uh, was living in Africa. She kind of is like a bit of a hippie back in the day. and um, And she was listening to some podcaster and and she said to me she said you know i i think i'm gonna put my whole life savings into bitcoin and and i thought uh all right mom's really lost the plot here you know like and i told her and i said mom don't do that you know this thing i'd kind of heard about it you know and and what blew my mind was that you know yeah they might not be able to make more bitcoin but they could make another token and uh so she went and, and she started to buy some Bitcoin. And then she, she said, well, I'm going to send you one, <laughs> get a Coinbase account and I'll send you one. And, and she sent me one at, I don't know, $220 at the time. And, and I thought, okay, well maybe I'll buy another one. And I bought another one for 220 bucks and it went up to, you know, I don't know, 340 two days later. And I thought, wow, this is pretty amazing. And then uh, the next day I went down to about you know, 200 or 180. And I thought, Oh, this is this, this thing's crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, so the year went by and, um, then I kind of looked at some charts again and I saw, you know, XRP go crazy and, and some other altcoins just go insane. And, and Bitcoin I think was pumping at the time. So I thought, well, I'll just put, you know, $10 a month and I'm not going to get Bitcoin. I'm going to get some altcoins. And um, I think that was 2016, and I tried to download the Ethereum node, and, and that was interesting. And um, so I think I was buying like 10 or $15 of Ethereum a month and, uh, you know, thinking that was a risk play, but it was, I don't know, $7 at the time, which I wish I was putting in a little bit more than 10 or $15. But um, 2017 happened, and that's when the real pump kind of happened in March, April, and then I just thought, okay, I need to, I need to focus on this. And I actually had a Scottish friend that I worked with offshore quite a bit. And, uh, and he mentioned IOTA. And I think what I keyed in on that got me was the fact that it was going to be feeless. You know, it wasn't too long before I realized, you know, when I made a few transfers that I thought, what the heck is the point of going from a bank where you pay $20 wire fee to send international and wait three days to send Bitcoin and pay $18 minor fee and wait, you know, a day and a half. Um, 
And, and this fact of having a fee list that there's no barrier of entry ideology just really stuck with me. And um, once I dove in during the uh, Slack days and just kind of stuck and, and the ternary, the ternary was very exciting to uh, <laughs> think about and, and that didn't manifest, but, you know, I've stuck around, I've just stuck around hoping that, you know, that, that we see this vision complete itself and that, you know, really all people will be able to use this network without a barrier of entry. And we won't have these miners or staking pools that really hold all the quote unquote power, um, similar to the banking system, you know, so that's where I'm at today. And, and I truly like governance and I truly like, you know, keeping that ideology that, you know, we can have, um, something for everyone. It doesn't have to be, you know, we can't take your opinion in this governance because you don't, you're not technically um, uh, experienced enough or such. I, you know, I, I really try to think that we can have a system where everyone's opinion um, should be included. Everyone's voice should be included and that we can make a collective decision then. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so now both of you are part of the um, Tango Community Treasury. Uh, first of all, what is this treasury? Yeah, this treasury is the community um, treasury. This is primarily started and was focused for just the Shimmer treasury. So um, Shimmer was um, kicked off as the staging network for um, basically IDEOTA 2.0 modules and dApps to, to build on to test and work out any bugs before it goes onto the main net. So that basically the main IOTA net um, doesn't, um, risk such the, the, the large funds or the large partner applications that are being built on top of it, kind of like something like EPSI, you know, if EPSI, you know, does end up using or however that ends up being, uh, we certainly can't risk the main net going down with, you know, a bad smart contract or something. So we have the shimmer, uh, um, the shimmer staging network. And the community then decided with, you know, Cappy's um, uh, proposal that we would um, increase the supply by 20% and 10% would go to the uh, community and then 10% would go to the Tangle Ecosystem Association, which was basically, um, in a way, kind of the evolution of EDF from what I understand. And um, and uh, so, so then there's a further... Um, proposal from Dom to take 5% from the community treasury and make the growth committee. And um, so today we essentially have the community treasury that is specifically for the community. This is a open, um, transparent uh, community so that when we do funding um, and the goal and vision of that is to positively expand the Shimmer and IOTA ecosystem. And so we've set that up. And it's very transparent. And uh, myself as program lead, we're uh, elected, you know, and thank the community for that. And Linus as the co-lead. And I think, you know, we, we try to stay to that vision that it is transparent, that it is the community's treasury. It's not simply, oh, we're elected, we're going to do what we want. You know, so when decisions come up, that might be sort of, um, let's say, in, in my mind, I know kind of, you know, oh, this, this one's going to be 
potentially 50% this way or 50% that way, you know, I, I seek the community's I, um, opinion, you know, I'll do tweets, I'll go to the Thursday governance and discord and I'll do um, polls, I'll do Twitter polls and try to get that. So just because I might think one way, if it's not the community's consensus, I always want to go with the community consensus. It's their treasury, it's their funding. Um, so we're just really the, um, the, uh, the, the labor basically for the community to manage the uh, grant management system funding um, and, and such. Mm. Um, what will this treasury sort of do for the ecosystem? And has there been any other examples around in other crypto spaces where this has been a, um, a success? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I've been so focused on the Shimmer Treasury. I haven't necessarily um, seen everything of other treasuries. I think treasuries were probably really came about in 2019, especially the decentralized treasuries where there's voting on it and such. Um, I've looked into quite a few. I've seen a lot when I was kind of looking into treasuries about two years ago and, and, and looking at the basis of governance for the Shimmer uh, community treasury, I found that a lot was marketing and then um, developer tooling and um, sort of DAP projects. So, you know, one thing um, that I saw, and then it's, then it's, you know, we've seen recently some treasuries come out and they're just spending enormous amounts of money, probably way too much money. And and you might wonder, you know, where that money is going to, it could potentially be going into certain people's pockets, but you know, there, there's no factual basis on that. Who knows? Um, the few treasuries I've looked at that, you know, have formed from the creation where when they created the crypto, they then created the governance of the treasury. And what happened is that then, you know, especially in staking pools, it ends up being that the whales basically have control of these treasuries. And if you really dive deeper, you find that, you know, a lot of times the projects that um, these whales own are getting a lot of the treasury fundings. But ultimately, you know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to fund um, decentralized applications. It's a fund developer tooling, um, fund positive marketing that will grow the ecosystem. We are actually just talking yesterday in a meeting that we had, and it was actually an idea brought up by Philo that, hey, we should take some time to do some research, to look at other treasuries, see what worked, what didn't, kind of look at their proposals. So we're um, in the process of doing that right now. But ultimately, our goal is to listen to the community and the developers and, and what do they need, and then maybe we can you know, look for those grants that are coming in. So we want to support them. Uh, build better. Ultimately, if we have uh, um, marketing content creators that can help expand the ecosystem and grow outside our bubble, that's who we want to uh, fund. And that's who we want to see submit applications. Mm. Um, so like who, who can actually apply for, for this treasury and how does that process work? Yeah. Linus, you want to jump on that one? Sure. Absolutely. So generally, everybody can apply for funding from the treasury if they have in mind to um, a project that will grow and enhance our ecosystem, the Shimmer ecosystem specifically, but um, I guess the IOTA ecosystem in extension too. And um, we have some uh, guiding principles which cannot be violated. That's important. For example, um, specifically political or religious 
uh, and some other um, you know, entities and projects cannot be funded. But generally, if it's about yeah growing the Shimmer ecosystem, um, technology-wise, communication-wise, and so on, or with cool startup ideas, which are also coming in, um, then you, and I really mean you, <laughs> the listener, um, can consider to apply for a fund. And the process works like this. Um, we have a website in which you can um, fill out the, the proposal form. And um, there we, you will give us all important information which we need to judge if your project um, yeah, is first a good project idea, the team is um, uh, suitable for this kind of idea, like in, in terms of scope, in terms of skills that are needed to pull off a certain project. Um, but also um, more information on how you want to use that budget that you're asking for. That's actually very important. It It's definitely one of the absolute core pieces of any proposal is uh, that you give us very clear information how the money will be spent. Um, for example, for certain milestones, imagine you would build an app or you would pr propose to build an app and uh, then you would need to disclose um, what part of the money would go into development, into design, into marketing, and ideally chopped off into several milestones. Like a milestone one can be a yeah an, an alpha stage of that app, which does not have all features that you're imagining, but it shows that stuff can work. And it shows that your team can deliver on your promises. And um, in this case, if your proposal gets approved, then you get part of the money you're asking for directly so you can directly start working start paying uh, qualified people and um, yourself of course too and only that's only a part of the money uh, in the beginning but once you deliver the first milestone that you and the treasury committee agreed on then you would unlock the next batch of the money and so this way you would work yourself through this um yeah, this this proposal and this project and uh, unlock the promised funds, yeah, as you actually deliver uh, functioning milestones. So that's just an example. Of course, there can be many different kinds of proposals, so many different ideas. And uh, so the milestone structure might differ widely um, because not everything is an app, right? Sometimes you want to produce content. And um, sometimes maybe open source code or uh, anything else. Yeah. And then mm. maybe as a last word to that, I want uh, to add that anytime somebody uh, submits an application, um, a proposal, this is only the start of a conversation, the start of a dialogue mm. with the community treasury um, committee. So this means if, I don't know, it, not every detail can be perfect if you're just writing your proposal on your own and you have less feedback because you're just writing down your idea, right? But then you send it to the committee and um, yeah, then we can start and saying, yeah, um, here, this part of the proposal is super nice. We, we like it. Also, we see that there is effort put into it. But let's talk about maybe this point or that point, um, maybe about budget allocation, maybe the milestones could be more precise or something like this. Um, so no worries that everything needs to be perfect and else you get declined. That's that's not how it works, but it's it's the start of a dialogue, really. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, but what sort of... There's like these for tires, right? Um, and what sort of amounts are we talking here? And like what kind of requirements um, regarding different levels? Yeah, currently, um, <clears throat> based on what the community has uh, come up with, um, there's there's two there's four tiers tiers one two three and four and based on the market cap of um, shimmer if it's above 100 million you're on a regular tier basis if you're if the market cap is below 100 million we're on a lower tier and, and that's really because if the market cap is lower the shimmer treasury is quite lower we don't want to burn through those funds we kind of want to tighten up the um, vetting process uh, but right now we're above 100 million, so we would be um, tier one, um, which would be up to 5,000, and that requires two reviewers to to uh, look at the grant uh, KYC, and you can get 100% initial funding with what we attempt to do a quick decision. Tier two is up to 50,000. Two reviewers review it. KYC required. You have to have a minimum of two milestones. And we'll do a video interview or just a voice interview uh, from myself, and you can get 50% initial funding. Uh, tier three is up to 200,000. The entire committee will review that, KYC required, minimum three milestones, video interview, 30% initial funding. And we'll actually assign a proposal manager, we call it. And that will be one of the reviewers that will either not only support your project and if you need any help, uh, can connect up with the ecosystem or the IOTA Foundation, but also seeing that work breakdown structure with those milestones detailed, and we're just going to get monthly kind of um, ask for monthly updates. Uh, tier four is above two hundred thousand, up to five hundred thousand, and that would be the entire committee would approve this to then move on to the next stage, which would be a community Firefly approval vote and KYC required, minimum of four milestones, video interview, 20% initial funding, and a proposal manager. Um, currently, we've approved, I think it is six grants, um, and they're all about, I think the highest one we have is maybe, um, I think it's $18,000. We have two $50,000 um, grants that we are reviewing, and this is where it becomes tough because we are very limited, in, especially compared to other treasuries in the eco space, um, in the crypto space. And, you know, something that Linus was touching on, the more information, I think that's of all the, the grants that we're, we're receiving, it's when the milestones are not clearly defined and what is the money being used for. So, you know, for example, one or two might say, Oh, I need twenty-five thousand uh, dollars for milestone one, and it's going to be for three uh, developers. But we kind of like to see, okay, with milestone one, these developers are going to spend eight hours over a six-week period, and their rate is going to be this. And then we're also going to have a uh, UX designer, and his rate's going to be this, and he's going to put ten hours, and we're going to build the initial you know, framework, and then we're going to do the UX side and then boom, milestone one is deliverable this. And that's really a very clear work breakdown structure. So when we review this, we know exactly um, what is the money being used for and what is the clearly defined, 
deliverable? What's the tangible? So when we get to that milestone one and the grant submitter says, hey, I've completed this, we can go back and say, great, you know, uh, this is exactly what you said you're going to produce. Here it is. Let's give you the next allotment for milestone two. And I know it's not very clear. Um, some community members had said, what about putting out a sort of an, a template example? And I am going to grab um, two tiers working on that for the next week or two so that basically we can present and say to the community, uh, this is the structure uh, that we're getting looking at. So the 250,000 um, tier twos that we're looking at were I'm just reaching out to them again, have that relationship, taking what the committee um, after they've reviewed it and questions they have, and then requesting that again from the grant submitter. So, you know, hey, can you just rewrite this to give us a better budget breakdown and be a little bit more clear on your deliverables for milestone one? And, um, and then basically, well, you may have to choose between the two. And I think that's what we're looking for. More details to help the reviewers because they're all good projects, but we have limited funding. So we have to essentially choose what we think is the better of those projects. Um, but yeah, tier one through four. Um, and if you go to tangletreasury.org is our website, it sh um, breaks down those tiers and gives a good example of, you know, what is um, each tier allows. Mm. Yeah, I see it's uh, it's pretty well organized and well set up here. Um, and also a very nice overview. We can sort of see the actual value, uh, amounts funded, uh, awards submitted, grants approved, uh, how much of the, uh, the percentage is spent, um, administration's costs. So it's a, it's a pretty good website and it's a, a lot of fun to, to actually keep keep track of, to, to sort of stay updated on what's going on there. Um, you sort of already kind of answered the question though, like about how does the process of deciding who would get it and who would get not, but you, I think you sort of put it up pretty good already, um, that they have to explain it in a good way and a very precise way in order for, for you guys probably, at least I, I see that, uh, from doing podcasts, right? You talk to all these different projects, you can't keep track of everybody's on, so you, so you want you want them to to put the information as clear as possible so that it's easy for you guys to get a good overview and um get like a good picture of what's going on here right and you know and, and process wise once someone submits through the website um i get an automated email hey um you know a grant proposals come in i'll vet it make sure it's not spam uh, make sure it's uh meets our guiding principles and then in my web form with the link that comes in the email, I can then assign a reviewer. So I check to make sure no one has a conflict of interest. I might assign Linus and let's say, um, you know, Garrett. And they would then, once I do that and click OK, they automatically get a uh, e email to say, hey, you know, you've been assigned this to review it. <clears throat> uh, we have created a Discord server for us. So then whenever we get, um, a grant, which is, let's say it's TCT-4. Um, I'll then create a channel in the Discord TCT-4. Um, I'll ping the who I put to it. And then that is the area where they can discuss. Um, they can discuss with me. I can discuss with them. I can go and get any questions for the interview, etc. cetera. Um, and anyone in the team can jump in if they have an idea, as long as they don't have a conflict of interest. Um, so that channel is dedicated to that grant proposal. And that's where maybe uh, someone might say, hey, it seems that this, you know, um, 
these project tasks are a little vague and the budget breakdown just isn't really clear. And then I'll go spend the time to get that and email the uh, grant submitter, send it back. And then when they complete, whether it's approved or declined, um, they'll put their minutes in on their form. And then I'll basically uh, summarize that in that channel and say, hey, this has been approved, declined. These are how many minutes you guys did reviewing. These are how many minutes you guys did um, discussion. I'll add that to our um, uh, hourly tracker. And then I'll close that channel out and put that into an archive. And then um, like we did just yesterday, we did our invoicing. So then I take all those minutes aggregated together for the two weeks. And then those are paid out basically. Um, so that's the process kind of rough start to finish. And, you know, like we talked about before, the more information, the better so that we can um, make the right decision. And then, um, and, and that's ultimately how we choose. And, and it's always it, what is going to support the expansion, positive expansion of the Shimmer and IOTA ecosystem the best really is what we're looking at. Mm. Um, so the, there's of course a limited amount of tokens in this treasury. Um, if it's being handed out uh, over time, it of course will get empty, but is there any ideas or plans to, to start trading this treasury or like, so we can grow over time? <laughs> trading it like, uh, trying, trying to buy moon coins. <laughs> <laughs> you go all in on Doko. <laughs> no, no. Um, de definitely not, um, trading. I wouldn't say, um, so. When we started this two years ago, the community definitely, I think, had an idea that this should be an everlasting um, treasury, that that we should try to find a way to replenish it. And I'm just reiterating um, people in the community during those um, meetings that have discussed things such as, you know, at one point there was discussion of staking. So maybe we could stake, you know, in the shimmer net. And then there was mana, like maybe we could lend out mana and then kind of at a, at a fee and that would go back to the treasury. So, you know, we never really uh, solidified any of those ideas and it's way too early to even think of that because of mm. the shimmer net is still evolving, but in the back of my mind and, and, you know, I, I can't talk for anyone else, but, but from what I think the community is eventually we want to get there. So Currently, I know Philo had put in the framework that he had seen, I want to say it's with Polygon, I can't remember, where when they accept grant proposals, they give the option. If someone is creating a token, they can um, give a percentage of their token supply back to the treasury, almost like a thank you or, or whatnot. Mm. Um, so we offer like half a percent, 1% or 1.5%. There is a grant submitter currently that has offered a half a percent. Um, now, does that mean we're just going to accept their proposal? Uh, no, you know, we still want to make sure it's the right proposal with the right um, specifications and details. So I hope, you know, that gets um, accepted. We'll see. But um, another option is people have discussed is can we sort of almost have liquidity in, in um, a grant receiver if we issue it. So let's say um, someone's starting a project and, you know, almost acting like a VC. Now, I think eventually down the road we could get there, 
this is really new territory, not only for us in our community, but really the whole crypto space as a, as a whole. And we want to be extremely careful that when we're stepping into that legal gray area, which a nonprofit, yes, we're a nonprofit. We can make profit in the sense of um, as long as we use the profits and we're incorporated in the Marshall Islands and we use the profits to give back to the ecosystem, we're not dispersing to the community, we're not dispersing to any individuals, then we can certainly make profit. Taking the next step might be, how do you form that legal contract to where we're granting money and in exchange for an equity? Um, I think that's definitely down the road. I would like to see and hope that the crypto space gets a little bit more clear on that. Um, so currently today we can accept um, percentages, but as actually I was talking to Michelle Nati from the IOTA Foundation the other day, and we were talking about Alepta and he said, you know, ultimately you guys are giving free money. Like, like no one would really look negatively if you were seeking something back, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's how do we structure that? I mean, even if it was like a no interest loan with extremely good uh, repayment plan, I mean, that's across the board better than a bank, but you're right. Like we do not have a huge treasury. So we could look at it in one way and say, okay, we're just going to burn through it in the next two, three years, which will be good for the ecosystem. But could it also be another way where, you know, yes, we inject a lot of um, capital into the ecosystem in the first year or two, but then we move to a more long lasting approach that can keep supporting the ecosystem as we go on. Mm. But I'm open to hear others like Linus, you know, I'd like to hear your opinion because this is sort of something that hasn't been defined that we all just have to really talk about and, and, and discuss and find the community consensus eventually. Yes, that's true. This discussion is actually still open. It is not defined in the core framework of the treasury, how the question of replenishing the treasury should be handled. And JD, I think you already did a good job now at lining out some possibilities, like you can get shares of or tokens mm -hmm. of the projects we found. Um, we could give out not a, yeah, just a gift, so to say, with funding, but a loan which comes back, even if it's with zero interest or whatever. Um, I would say for me personally, it is too early to have a very clear opinion on that because each of these opportunities and options have a lot of implications, um, partly even legal implications. For example, mm -hmm. it is not clear that we even can give out loans because that's... Um, banking business and we don't have a banking license and so on um but it's, a, it's an extremely interesting topic that we will discuss further with the community and um on public spaces like twitter on in our um, weekly meetings which will which are all recorded and uh, you can find online i think on youtube soon right jd yeah no we could find the governance ones on youtube which i mostly try to keep up to date on our treasury mm -hmm. website as well as our own meetings um are on the iota governance youtube channel as well yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and um actually yeah so everybody's invited to also bring in uh, their opinion because your opinions 
they matter extremely as we say we see ourselves only as a um as the execution organ so to say um for the community uh, it's the will of the community that will define where this treasury is going mm -hmm. and um yeah the question how to refill the treasury is actually only one of the strategic questions that are still open um for discussion and to be defined in the future just to give another example which i'm also personally very interested in is to define um if the treasury should just passively wait for whatever proposals come in and then just yeah judge each proposal on its own right and i don't know when when the funds that are locked for a year for example are used up it's used up or if the treasury should be more active in defining something like a portfolio of what should be funded like a, for example an extreme example <laughs> to make an extreme example let's say 90 percent of our proposals would be content creation and marketing um of the proposals that naturally come in and if we are a passive treasury we would just go through each of these proposals and if they look individually on their own then they get funded and we have mostly marketing stuff or we say we have a clear idea in mind that we want at least su such and such amount or percentage, let's say, of proposals should be open source code, I don't know, like developer libraries and so on, tooling that we think is good um, for the ecosystem or also something reserved for startups and so on. This is a complex discussion. It's also not an exact science. It's also what a question of what vision do we have? And with me, we are, I mean, in this case, the whole community, what does the community think? What kind of proposals would further the whole ecosystem the best? Um, yeah, so it's actually a double discussion, right? <laughs> the question is, do we want to be an actively yeah, defining treasury? And if yes, how to make a portfolio? Yeah. Mm. So <laughs> the, I'm, the, the I'm treasury curious. is running. But it's I'm still curious. interesting, right? Okay. I'm curious, Thomas, what's your view on replenishing the treasury on, on possible ways? Should it be done? Should it not be done? Um, well, it is sure is a difficult question. Uh, I think it's uh, fair to ask for something in return, uh, at least if it's in the, in the bigger grants. Like, let's say someone is applying for, for two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. Um, or even less for that matter, it's a lot of money. Um, then yes, I would totally agree that it wouldn't be greedy to ask for something in return, to ask for sort of a, a share in that project in order to, to, to get back to that treasury in order to keep it going. Um, and I'm sure there is a lot more people that are a lot smaller than me in the community that have some great ideas to um, to, to keep that one living um, so that it never goes dry. And hopefully also the the market, um, like the price of the shimmer tokens will grow in the uh, near future, so that that will also help a lot. Um, but at, at least find a way to make it sustainable and like sort of living on its own. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and that's, you know, to, to hit on that, appreciate that. And, you know, and I think Linus touched on that. I mean, we, we, we are only an extension of the community and not only getting details from grant submitters, but also, getting information from the community helps us uh, represent the community better. So, you know, always feel free to reach out or uh, come to the treasury discussion governance channel in IOTA. Um, you know, you could reach out to us offline on Twitter. 
Um, and always welcome to come to the Thursday governance meeting, which we discuss a lot of the things that aren't concrete now. Um, we we have those discussions and it helps us understand, you know, what does the community want and how can we better represent them? So we're always open to hear that. And it, it just makes our job a lot more easier. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. If you like just to play a little around here, it's uh, if you go into the tangletreasury.org, um, pretty simple um, web page to, to like navigate around. I'll scroll down a little bit. I can find, okay, let's say I want to apply for tier one up to 5,000 USD, two reviews, KYC needed, 100% initial funding, quick decision. Apply now. Let's see what we get. I get an explanation here, and there's, there's a form. Pretty easy, like title of the project, uh, project owner's name, owner's email, uh, proposal branding image, proposal wallet address, Discord ID, Twitter ID. Not everything is absolutely needed, but just reading everything that's standing. A proposal supportive links, grant category, then you hook up everything there, apply it elsewhere. Country of residence, legal status, USD requested, submittal tire allowance, KYC confirmed token supply donation. Grant project description, um, Irish Marie system effect, grant project goals about you and the team, how many milestones comes from the grant requester. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Like if if I'm able to do this, then everybody is. Like if I just look <laughs> up everything here, um, if I write, okay, Lamborghini released new Lamborghini last week, I need more money. Um, <laughs> apply. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, so I, re I re really recommend everybody that is. Um, in need of any funding uh, in the community to, to actually at least go check it out and um, navigate around so that you're familiar with it so that um, if if you need that funding then you at least know how to do it all so, right treasury and yeah it's it's pretty cool um i like this uh, i think it's gonna be to to help the community a lot because there is a lot of very smart people in this community no denying that a lot of very competent persons there um but of course funding is a is a problem i've spoken to several projects that have sort of had to to um like go down on their staff that has to pause things because it is expensive and you can't do everything yourself and not everybody has the capital to to just hire people to do it for them so i think this can absolutely be a great thing for everybody mm. so yeah um, thank you guys so much for, for taking the time um, and best of luck uh, continuing this and I think it's going to be a great success All right, excellent Thomas. Thomas thank you thank you guys cheers have a good day bye take care bye everyone